Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. Episode 421. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. The sun is shining. It's 70 degrees outside today, and we are loving the beauty that is spring beginning to unfold here in the Midwest. I am arriving with a new, I guess, um, way of playing in Gaia's love energy that I haven't quite played in this way before. And so I'm going to trust that the, the flow of energy, the words that are going to move through, serve you as much as they serve me in this human journey that we're all taking together. I studied in college business management, international business management, and much of it was focused on people, trying to understand people, understand how businesses work and how people within those businesses impact the business. Um, how international economics impacts one country and another. There was so much that was included in that, and a big part of it was communication. And, and then I had a minor in Spanish, which I have not kept up with <laughs> as well as I should have. So I would definitely not say that I have a degree in Spanish at this time in my life. But one of the things that we did often in our classes, especially the capstone final classes as I was wrapping up the degree, we did case studies and we would look at companies in retrospect, so or countries, situations that had happened globally in retrospect, and we would go backwards to understand how all of the different energies, we didn't use those words in <laughs> business classes, how all of the different partners and stakeholders and collaborators, um, what they were, why they were in the situation, what their investments were, and then how their participation impacted the situation we were studying. Most of them were disastrous. They were, um, especially in PR classes, they were the things that went wrong. And then we would go back and analyze how it could have been improved or what could have happened differently. And then in the leadership classes, when I was taking you know, those courses, it was about how one person can change the direction of a company or one person's vision can shift the economy of a whole area or nation. And I always found those fascinating because they were real people and real stories. The intention in a business degree of having case studies is to provide example after example and hopefully, just like with any degree, hopefully by the time you graduate and you go apply yourself into the real world doing the things that you've studied, all of those uh, stories and examples and memories are in you so that when you are in a moment of crisis or decision making, that information is inside and you can go, 
okay, I know what to do because I remember case study one, two, three, four, five, where they didn't do it well and the examples and the analysis we had showed an alternative way. And so those threads of wisdom and um, learned experience through witnessing others is inside each one of us and we can apply it and hopefully step into greater leadership. That's the intention. Of course, I don't know that the teachers necessarily would tell us that as they're teaching us in college. You know, it's more about, did you read the book? Did you get the degree? Did you, you know, pay attention? I think that's perhaps more applicable in law or medicine where you need those pieces of data and those examples to save someone's life perhaps or, you know. Anyway, I studied management of people, <laughs> so it was not so much about saving someone's body or their health. It was, it was about how to have a higher degree of collaboration, how to, how to examine the impact and the needs of all of the stakeholders, and then guide the management of whatever the process or decision was to a higher level, to a more collaborative, inclusive situation or um, resolving of the situation. I studied that a lot and then I went to apply that in my work. Um, I managed retail stores and would manage people and customers and you know everyone has their different individual needs. Yeah and then I moved into energy work. So the reason I'm sharing all of that is because I feel like a case study of a leader at this time might be helpful for us and and I'm going to do it in my way. So this is not a politics or governmental view of what is happening right now at the war in Ukraine. This is not me giving an opinion on what is right or wrong or who should be doing what. This is a, a look through the lens of what I've learned in my journey, what I believe to be true about souls in human bodies at this time on our planet, the wisdom that I've gained in my journey and putting that that lens that viewfinder on an individual who is absolutely captivating my attention at this time and sharing with you why like what i find so fascinating and um, how i believe that can serve anyone alive on this planet to to sit with and to explore on their own so my hope for sharing this is that you take it to another level, that you take what I share and sit with it, see if it resonates, um, see what sparks in you, and then maybe go do your own looking and reading and research. Or maybe you follow Zelensky on Instagram as I have, and you receive uh, those nuggets about his frequency and the way that he's showing up in the world. And then discern for yourself, like what feels true to you and what can he teach you? What can his story teach you at this time? And then where does it take you from there? So you may be on his page and see someone, some, somebody else post something and you go to that trail. And this is how consciousness expands in humanity. It's a little ping that takes you to the next ping that takes you to the next ping. And when we are awake and aware and trusting and following each of those little pings, we go on this beautiful, like I've talked before, this circular roundabout journey that is our awakening and 
and our becoming and our expression of who we are here to be. So that's the uh, energy I bring as I arrive in this uh, moment with you to share what I'm calling Zelensky translated, translated through my filter, through my lens, through the way that I see the world. And it may not match anyone else's, but it feels so true and so compelling to me that it's the only thing I want to share at this moment um, in Gaia's love. The other nugget to frame it is I had this awareness um, started last week and then this week for sure. I had this awareness about Gaia's love as a name, as an energy. Uh, I don't know if I've shared this, but Gaia's love, um, the name is right now in the U.S. governmental process to be trademarked so that when I host festivals and have events and as I keep sharing the podcast, there's a bubble of energy or protection around the work that I'm creating so that it doesn't have to change name and I don't have to um, rebrand or rework the energy that I'm holding. And what I became aware of this week very clearly is I don't own, (laughs) I do not own Gaia's love that the love of this energy of our planet is for everyone, includes every human. I don't own that. And when I show up in this space, everything that I share is my translation of how I interpret Gaia and the love that she has for me and for all of us. And that may not necessarily match what you or anybody else feels but it's my gift to share how I understand that translation. And so much of the podcasts, all of these 400 plus episodes have been focused on my journey, on what I am experiencing, what I can translate for myself that I know to be true and how I feel Gaia expressing her love for me and through me and around me. What, what is going to shift just slightly in this episode is looking at it as a as a collective dance as a um like a story of all of humanity i've kind of touched on that in other podcast episodes but this one in particular it feels like it's about how gaia loves president zelensky how gaia loves the ukrainian people and the russian people and the american people and all of the people of the world (laughs) like it's not just guys love for me it's guys love for all of it for every drop of this human experience and perhaps my role at this time and moving forward is to keep bringing us back to a remembering of that love to deepen the trust that we each have individually in the steadiness of Gaia in the steadiness of her love for us when the world looks and feels like chaos and destruction and it's all falling apart or burning to the ground, when we can come back to truth, knowing inside of ourselves, it, it propels us forward through the most chaotic of moments. And I believe many humans don't have that inner truth or knowing clarified yet within themselves or remembered yet or 
they get so easily distracted, you know, like squirrel, oh, I'll go this way. Oh, global pandemic this way. Oh, war this way. Russell Brand had a great video today talking about just that, you know, that humans are just guided from one chaotic situation to another. And when we are in that constant state of um, anxiety, overwhelm, um, adrenal exhaustion, it's hard to feel what's true or it's it's hard to trust what we believe might be true and and so we just like we're blown around by the wind i believe in my own journey i've experienced that and i have continually found my way back to center and to my own truth and knowing and that is what i transmit in this podcast space the truth which to me is I chose to be a soul in a human body alive at this time on our planet and I was greeted with love when I arrived here and I will be greeted with love the moment that I step out of this human experience and in between Gaia's love holds me steady and and so all of it is an experience and I'm co-creating and forming that experience in every moment so <laughs> let's, let's look at Zelensky translated. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful soul. What a beautiful soul in an incredibly powerhouse body who is just showing up, showing up. So here's the case study through the lens of Viv. I, I was not aware of President Zelensky until the war started. I don't know if I even really knew his name until, you know, the dialogue began. And then it was more uh, in the news, you know, just some little blurbs here or there. And then um, I think I watched a video. Maybe my news comes from YouTube and Instagram and real people, not from NBC News and CBS News and all of the news publications or channels <laughs> it comes from people and so I I heard more and more especially as the war began this name and so at one point I oh I know who it was Hugh Jackman I think I shared this last week or the week before Hugh Jackman shared a video of President Zelensky making an address and there were captions underneath in English and and I went to watch the video and as soon as I watched the video I started following him that was two weeks ago and he was at 15 million followers this president of a tiny little country in you know the eastern side of Europe and I was fascinated I could feel his conviction I could feel his uh, determination and steadiness that this was his belief and this is what he was going to do and uh, like the David and Goliath sort of energy. Like, I'm going to stand right here and throw little rock after rock at this big giant, and I don't care. I'm not backing down. I'm not leaving. And so I started to get his videos in my feed, in my Instagram feed, and I started looking for them because I wanted to know what was actually happening. And then I started watching other videos. Russell Brand has been a huge resource. Um, Trevor Noah, is that his name, from The Daily Show? amazing footage right now of gathering information educating but doing it through humor and also providing really beautiful context to what is happening 
And then yesterday, I watched his um, address to Congress and started crying. It was the first time I cried watching one of his one of his uh, messages, transmissions to humanity. He had created a video. If you have not yet watched that, I highly recommend finding the video of his full address to Congress and watching it. It's 18 minutes, and it was incredible. But towards the end, he invites Congress to watch a video that they put together of footage from what is happening in Ukraine at this time. And I cried because it's not a movie. It's not um, drama, you know, just to grab our attention. These are his people. These are his countrymen, the ones who elected him to office, and he can't protect them. And you could feel that. You could feel the power of that. Um, and then he made a very direct ask at the end of it, which from everything I've read about is not going to be possible because there's such fear politically of what could happen if we close the skies above Ukraine. And so I've just been sitting with all of the emotion and the feeling that has been coming up and also understanding from what I'm reading that Russians are not bad. Putin is not bad. We are all humans with deep human stories and desires and and needs to be seen and heard and to be able to express and and so much is uh, dynamic and not always understood how can how could we any one of us understand the complexity of history and all that has happened in decades in eastern europe we don't know um, what we do know i believe is that domination and invasion and war are not agreed upon ways of being anymore in this world. And I believe that is what the president of Ukraine is showing or um, standing up for. You know, that, those were his last words in his address. He said, you know, the world needs a leader who believes in peace, who will guide us to peace. And, and I believe that. But anyway, I digress. So there's, there's been a thread I've been following, that ping, ping, ping I was describing. I've been following the ping because he has a frequency that I completely resonate with. And, and I also am saying I do not have all the data or all of the information or all of the history to fully understand what is happening. And so this uh, expression I'm sharing with you comes from my heart, comes from from my fellow journey as a soul in a human body at this time with all other souls in human bodies on earth. So this morning, I googled, wikipedia'd <laughs> President Zelensky because I wanted to understand more of his humanness. Like, who, who is this man who is able to show up with such centered steadiness and take on the world, take on all of the Goliaths, He's not just taking on Russia. He directly addressed President Biden yesterday. Like he is, he is doing it. Like who is this person? <laughs> so I want to share a couple of those nuggets and I hope that it inspires you to perhaps also do a little further research into this case study that is President Zelensky. He was born January 25th, 1978, which I love because that's one day before my birthday. I was born in 71. 
I was seven years old when he arrived on this planet, and he's an Aquarius, which, you know, you know, I love. <laughs> and also, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> as I cough. Us Aquarians, we're here for a lot of big stuff, you know? I mean, really, all of us in souls, in human bodies, are here for big stuff. And Aquarians are, I believe, wanting to bring humanity together and to show us our commonalities, the, the things that we are all here to do together, not separately. And I believe he is doing exactly that. So he has a father who, he was born in the Ukraine, grew up speaking Russian, and now speaks English and Ukrainian also. He has a father who apparently was in computer um, cyber stuff, <laughs> like way back. Think about that. He's 44 now. So his dad was into all of that when it must have just been starting, and his mom was an engineer. And he went to um, college for law. He has a degree in law. And then he started performing as an actor, a comedian and an actor. He actually traveled, it says in Wikipedia, he traveled through Moscow often with this uh, acting troupe that he created. I forget the name of it right now. Um, but he would travel around and perform. And I think the blend of law and, oh, and his grandfather fought in World War II. His grandfather, I believe that's what that said, his grandfather's father and brothers all died in the Holocaust. And so he has that imprint, that DNA lineage of trauma and, um, I don't want to say, tr it is trauma, but it's also like this um, understanding of the polarity of life, of the, the, like to me, there's been a lot of research about survivors, survivors of the Holocaust who had children and what that has done to the DNA of that family lineage, the literal, um, like gripping is perhaps the best word I can describe energetically. It's like this tightness that was the experience of the Holocaust is in those DNA strands, in those living uh, uh, people who came, descendants of those who were in the Holocaust. I believe they have a wiring of what was anchored at that time in history and it's in them and and they're here to have that so that perhaps it can be unwound or cleared karmically or healed within humanity now at this time and I believe that at a soul level again this is my translation at a soul level the one who came in to be Vladimir Zelensky chose a family that would have that wiring inside to be that activator, that strengthening of his spine, perhaps, when the moment would come of being tested, to have that grip inside of him that would not let go, that would claim his country and his homeland and say, we are not changing history. We are not going to do history the way it's been done before. We are changing it. We are honoring and defending freedom, and we will not be taken over by others who want to claim that they know better than us and dominate us. I believe that is a frequency inside of him that his soul must have known he would need. And so that's the lineage he chose. 
and you know, I believe every soul chooses their exact moment of birth and their blueprint is created, anchored at a soul level into the human journey by the moment they take their first breath. Every single, any astrologer will tell you this, like it's, it's written. <laughs> it is who you are the moment you start breathing. And that's not by accident. That's not random coincidence or chance. That is deliberate, conscious activation of a story that we are here to play out. And then the whole journey is about, do we step into it? Do we, do we align with the largest, most magnificent expression of that blueprint? Or, you know, do we kind of just keep doing what we're doing and then history is created around that. So here's this young man <laughs> with a law degree who's acting and doing comedy work and his uh, acting company that he started created a show that was called Servant, Servant of the People or Servant to the People. And in it, he played the president of Ukraine. When I read that this morning, I everything fell into place. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> he knew like his soul was already showing him where he was going. And he had the impeccable training of playing this role in front of cameras and connecting with his fellow countrymen already as that role before he ever became it. Like how brilliantly written was that, that it all would align for him to get used to it before he actually had to step into it to present himself as that and allow his people to get used to that before before now when it was so essential and so he did that i think for three or four years that show and then the people who worked for him created a political party called servant of the people i believe it is um and he announced his, his nomination, self-nomination. He declared himself a candidate for presidency New Year's Eve, I think 2018, and won <laughs> by a landslide. I think they even had to do another vote. And then when they came back and did it again, 73% of Ukrainians said, yeah, that's our guy. <laughs> like, how cool is that? Can you imagine in the United States if we had 73% vote for someone? Like, wow, so cool. Yeah, and then he was in office a little while before COVID started and could begin, right, that journey of navigating what is happening. So what does that mean? Well, or how does that apply to this case study? I believe Every single step in our human journey is uh, potentially created before we ever arrive here. That we have multiple millions of pathways that our storyline can follow. And a lot of that is co-created. You know, we co-create with our parents and our siblings and the people that we work with and marry and go to school with, like our country. I believe Zelensky and Putin might never have had this situation if Putin hadn't been on his own journey. And now here we have this 
rise this moment where rising up is possible for this man who's here to be a leader there was a little post i saw by astro twins and they described him as an aquarian and something in his chart was about uh, activating social media or the use of technology as a means of communicating and when i was reading in wikipedia it said that's how he won being the president he did everything on social media and he didn't go to interviews with the uh, reporters he said he didn't have time for those kinds of conversations that he wanted to connect directly with the individuals he was going to be serving and that's how he did it was through social media now here he is doing the same thing at a global level through social media what is his message terrorism is not okay and terrorism is being in our peaceful existence and suddenly being attacked by someone who has no right to disrupt our peaceful existence. In the address yesterday to Congress, he directly connected it to 9-11 and to um, Pearl Harbor. And he said, it's the same skies, but we've had these skies now for three weeks. How long do we have to keep experiencing this? At what point is that story going to shift? What a teaching moment. What, what a beautiful example of how his training in law and history and his training in knowing your audience, a comedian, an actor, knows their audience if they're good at it. And they speak directly to the audience. He weaves all of that together and delivers a message, a frequency that is so specific to who he's talking to that you can't ignore it. You have to pay attention because he's speaking right to you. And then you have to deal with whatever it brings up inside of you. That is the most potent, powerful use of social media and technology. It's what I see Russell Brand doing. He'll point the camera. He's like, you, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and you're like, me? <laughs> he's talking to me? Oh, I better, I better really pay attention. What's he saying? <laughs> right? Like you come back in. Because you want to know this human who is speaking directly to me through the use of the video camera, what are they saying? And how do I feel about that? Do I agree? Do I not agree? That's waking up. That's a remembering that there is something much bigger happening than just consuming, than just, you know, watching, listening, moving on and doing the same thing that you've always done. When someone gets you to feel something inside of yourself and then you have the awareness to sit with what you're feeling, oh my God, the richness that is the human journey when that starts to happen. Because now I am being pinged by someone else's powerful energy and I can see and learn and discern more about who I am because I'm paying attention I, I watched the videos, <laughs> well, yesterday I watched the video, cried, and then I knew, like, I've got to get myself centered and ground my energy, and so I walked with Star, and, you know, we went down the road, and I breathed in fresh air, and I talked to the trees in the sky, and I appreciated, I appreciated our blue sky that doesn't have missiles coming into it at this time. I was deeply grateful for a moment of peace and for the choice to be able to walk outside. <clears throat> when <clears throat> choice, right? One of the 
greatest gifts of the human realm, I believe, of being able to play in the energy field that is Gaia, is the choice to arrive and to have the experience, the choice to stay, the choice to move around the world, the choice of what to do with our time. The freedom of choice is essential, I believe, to what makes this human journey so enticing for souls. If we all arrive here and we're going to be told what to do and how to do it and when to do it and without even knowing why, we're all going to become automated robots. And how, how is that a beautiful experience that invites in souls? And if, if that's going to become the experience, I believe Gaia will evolve perhaps into a place where there aren't souls in human bodies because we're not learning, we're not expressing creatively, we're just doing what we're told the way we're told to do it and losing the depth and the range of the emotional experience. Choice offers us all of that. And I believe President Zelensky is loudly, clearly, powerfully activating a reminder of that for anyone who tunes into him. Choice is essential. The freedom to choose where you live and how you spend your time and what you do with your day and being able to go for a walk without being afraid of being killed. That choice is everything. And it happens when we live in a world that is committed to peace. And so are we paying attention to how far uh, greed and domination are pushing the edges of this human journey? Are, are we paying attention to that? And do we need to bring it back into balance? How do we do that? It's going to take the whole world working as one unit, all countries coming together and saying, we're committed to this ability to choose. We're committed to a world that is peaceful. And I also feel <clears throat> the need to say, I know there have been many other wars besides this one. And, and so I'm not dishonoring that those experiences have also been happening and I haven't been sharing my reflections about those. The reason I feel so compelled to, to share now is because of the powerful example of leadership that I believe President Zelensky is offering us of the direct targeted frequency message that he is transmitting out through social media to anyone who will pay attention and how I believe that frequency is expanding and pinging and bouncing and moving around this world to wake us all up to remind us to remind us to work together and to be committed to the ability to choose what we do. And so that um, ping or reminder is going to activate all of us differently. You know, for some, it may be writing letters to Biden or to other, you know, constituents. Or um, there was a great video by, is it Trevor Noah for The Daily Show? I think I have it right. Um, this morning, I watched it at the gym where he was talking about the ways that many people have directly gotten involved to support what is happening 
in Ukraine, it was amazing. It was this collage of all these different, like some people are getting together guns to send direct guns over. And I'm not a gun advocate at all. But I believe in this moment that is a tool that is necessary to support their fight for not being dominated. There are people who are going over to volunteer to fight, um, buying Airbnb. Have you heard of this yet? Where people are buying Airbnb rooms in the Ukraine and not going, but just sending people money. Like there's so many beautiful ways that individuals, groups of individuals are directly connecting their energy and their support to what is happening in that country. We all have different ways of doing it. This is my way to energetically support this human who is leading this movement, to pay attention to what he is saying, to share when I feel compelled, like, are you, are you hearing him? Are you listening to him? To share that with you. And then to, for me, this is so important, to deeply, deeply honor the sole human journey that he has agreed to do and is stepping into like this moment of destiny with everything he's got like what better case study <laughs> could we have as humans right now than someone who is is just convicted with love and compassion for the human experience and also fierce fierce devotion to his homeland to his people we need that reminder i am so grateful that he is doing that for us and i don't have the answer to how this gets resolved you know my tears yesterday were why can't we just close the sky like why can't politics be damned and just do what's right but i that's not my work. I am not the politician or the leaders who are working with governments to make it all somehow happen. I am a soul in a human body who is so profoundly grateful that this other soul in a human body is stepping up in this way and giving us this beautiful example. And so from me to, <laughs> to President Zelensky and to all who are surrounding him and supporting him like deepest of gratitude and humility and respect that we get to witness this. I had this moment earlier this week where um, I was just feeling like the, the people in Ukraine, you know, if President Zelensky is stepping into his destiny, then so are all of those individuals all the Ukrainians are stepping into their destiny at this moment too. And that looks different for every one of them, right? Some, some are dying and some are refugees and some are standing and fighting and they each are stepping in their own way to whatever they're being called to. And I, I was feeling like they're just living their reality in this moment. Like if we pull the viewfinder way back, we're not just in the human 3D mind that is very upset about war and the victimization of it. If we can expand our view, Gaia's love level view, and we 
see it all as a story that all of humanity is playing out at this time. That one day, 20 years down the road, someone else will be doing a retrospective look at what happened in the war in Ukraine. It will be a story that played out, but right now we're in it. We are witnessing it. And I was feeling the people of Ukraine, I mean, as much as I'm able to from my very privileged position of not being there, I was just feeling how they are in their reality living that as their day-to-day activity and making choices and decisions and and being activated in whatever ways are moving through them. And and then there's a video camera on them. There's a, a news reporter who's filming something that's happening or you know someone who's got their iPhone and they're filming it and shooting it out versus that's the wrong word, I'm sorry. Sending it out over Instagram or other platforms. And so there's this like witnessing in such a strange way that is technology. There's a witnessing of what is happening that I believe they're aware of, but they're living this reality. They're living it and sort of aware that it's being filmed and transmitted, but this is their life. These are their families, their homes, their jobs, you know, like this is their world. And we sit here and observe or witness what is happening. They chose this destiny of being a Ukrainian at this time on this planet for some incredible soul purpose that is humbling to those of us who are not that. And as a witness, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for the teachings that we are being offered through their story, through their lives. And yeah, that brings me to tears because what a powerful journey they are living and sharing with us. And may we remember that it is not a movie that we are simply watching on TV, you know? It's not, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's their reality. And so I, do the the most I'm able to do at this moment, which is honor and acknowledge and witness, pay attention, energetically just send as much love and support as I am able to and hold space for the highest and the best good to always uh, come through. And then to share that, to share that with you and spark, hopefully, a ping in you that pings you into some other discovery or some other thread so that we are reminding each other, awakening together, remembering together that this is one humanity, one humanity in one Gaia, one earth, and everything that happens is radiating out and through all of us. And so... Yeah, so what do I do from here, right? I share this, and then I go into my reality more present, more open-hearted, more grateful. My son is home for spring break, and I'm going to sit and listen to what's happening with him and hear what his generation is feeling at this time with humanity and Gaia. And then our nephew is coming over tonight. We're going to hang out and play and 
laugh and be so grateful that we get to have this time together, that we live in a world that is our part of the world that is safe and I can go out and walk in the blue skies and pick star up tonight and come home and like be in this world that I have created here with more gratitude and more empathy, more compassion, um, more respect for the choices that I am able to have. And I stay open to paying attention and learning and witnessing and, yeah, like giving the very best I have at this time to my journey. And I believe if all of us begin doing that more and more and we ping each other more and more, um, yeah, maybe that's how the world really heals. So as I wrap this up, Zelensky translated, what I would say is I, I wish such uh, protection around this human, this leader who is so strong. I call in the archangels to stand around him and walk with him and to protect those who are protecting him and to protect those who are standing up for what they believe. And I call on Gaia on earth, the energy that is Gaia, to hold steady through love what is true, what is of the highest and best service to all of humanity, and to strengthen those who are standing up for what they believe in, and to clear the skies above Ukraine, above Russia, above the whole world, to clear the skies. So that is my heartfelt, energetic message to Gaia and to all who support this human journey that we are taking. All right. I send you so much love and I will see you back here next week. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Facebook or Instagram in a community I call the Gaia Tribe Reunion where we show up together to share our soul's gifts, what we came here to Gaia to contribute to humanity. You can learn more at viviangerard.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.